welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast where we're here to help you land your dream job. So if at any time during this episode you find any value, please make sure you take a screenshot and you share it with a friend. And don't forget, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. That will mean the world. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career podcast. Today, guys, I have an awesome story of a student that I've actually known for a couple of years, and I've been able to see her grow, and she's now graduating. She graduates in six days from the time that we're recording this podcast, and I, I'm really excited to share her story on the podcast because she did college right, and so as we go through her story and you share it, you're going to be able to see when someone is actually very intentional in how she spends her time, where she has an idea of what she wants to do and how all that leads together to her landing an amazing opportunity. So without further ado, let me introduce you, Brianna Kloss. How are you today? Hi, Daniel. It's great to see you. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing excellent. I am, I've been looking forward to this podcast because as much as I enjoy interviewing like industry professionals and you know, really great guests, Nothing brings me more excitement than speaking to a student that has mastered college and landed their dream job. So this is going to be a great, great podcast episode. But before we start into your story, why don't you tell them a little bit about your story? So let's start with um, a little bit about you before college. Yes, absolutely. So, um, so again, I mean, my name is Brianna Kloss. I am going to be graduating in less than a week with my degree in integrated business from the University of Central Florida. And I'm also gonna be a professional selling program graduate as well. So that will also be my minor. But before I started at UCF, I had nothing on my resume in terms of work experience. So pretty much when I started applying to jobs firsthand in my first semester at UCF, I was pretty much using whatever I had from high school. So whatever extracurricular activities that I was involved with and seeing where that goes, see how I could bring some skills to the table for a company. Yeah. So let's, let's do this. Let's talk. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about what you're, you know, what you're going to do after college and then we're going to reverse engineer your college career. Yeah, that sounds great. So let's talk about your last, three months. Like, let's talk about what you did in the last semester. What jobs did you interview? What companies were you interviewing with? Why were you interviewing with these companies? Like, what did you find interested? And then ultimately, where did you accept to go to work and why? Okay, absolutely. that sounds great. So, so for the past three months, I was interviewing for probably over 10 companies, if I could remember how many at, at the top of my head. So, as far as as far as what types of companies, they were both small and up to large corporations, and companies like PepsiCo, Gartner, Nextturn, AXA Advisors. Um, the, those are some some companies to name a few. And actually, even in in the middle of the semester, I left a specific corporate internship and went to work in a smaller business to gain some skills in business development and to understand lead generation because I didn't have many sales ex- many sales experiences other than from what I learned in the professional selling pro- program and so that's 
that's why I wanted to be challenged in my last semester with that, especially if I'm going to go into a sales role. And then pretty much around the time of March, then I got the offer to work with Gartner as a lead qualification specialist and we'll be moving to Fort Myers around the end of the summer. So that, that's amazing. When you, even when you said Gartner, I can see the, the big, we're, we're doing this in a Zoom call and I can see the big smile, <laughs> how excited you are. How relieved were you when you got that offer? Oh, I was extremely relieved. And when I went through my last round of the interview, I knew I was in a really good spot, but of course, at the same time thinking, okay, Bree, expect the worst, but hope for the best. But of course, do your very best, be yourself most importantly, and see what happens. So when I walked back into the room after they, the main room that we were in after they gave us a tour of the sales training labs and everything, they were applauding and, and you know, cheering for us. And that's when I realized, oh my gosh, I got the offer. And it was just, oh, I just felt this weight be, get lifted off of my shoulders and said, oh my gosh, I finally got to the one. And it's, it's, it was such an exciting moment. That, that's so amazing. And so from your experience, when you were going through the uh, for, for work for Gartner, what, what do you think were the reasons why you got that job? So qualities or what skills or what attributes mm -hmm. was the reason you got that job? So that all that I would say that that the reason why I ended up getting the offer with Gartner, it was because of all the variety of different experiences that I've had over the past four years. So like I mentioned earlier, when I started at UCF, I was pretty much building my resume from the ground up. And that's when I knew I had to take my time looking at what areas I could see myself being in, in the business world and what kind of roles would, would work well for me. But over time, I realized that I'm a, I'm a multidisciplinarian when it comes to business. So I figured, okay, why not major in integrated business and learn everything about business and then know, know the skills to apply to any area in the workplace. As far as, the, as far as work experience goes, there was a few industries that I dove into, like the automotive industry, and then I was interning in financial services, government defense, and then the power delivery industry, but mainly working their UAV drone department to call on people in agriculture to do drone inspections for pretty much doing different roles like project management or administrative assistant or inventory management. And then as far as that going back in the sales, everything I learned from the professional selling program, doing role plays and asking all the important questions, probing into what, what a client is looking for. Those were all important skills that, that are very helpful, especially in this specific role with Gartner doing lead qualification, which means you're you're doing those needs discovery calls to understand what the potential client is looking for and then qualifying them as a lead before they get passed along to the account executive in the pipeline. For anybody that is looking, so I talk about all the time, whether it's in my speeches or in the podcast, that finding your dream job comes to is an open book test. It is in the company's best interest to tell their potential employees or potential like people who are applying for their jobs exactly what they're looking for. And now that you've gone through the, you know, the interview process with multiple companies, have you, like, what do you think is the answers to the open book test to getting a job with Gartner? So that's a great question. In this case, when you're, 
when you're at, in school and you're studying whatever you're choosing to study, whether you're specializing in one area or you're looking to learn multiple areas, the important thing is that you take the time while you're in school to go and explore different options. And so in other words, take on as many internships as you can, do a very good job at them, and take as much time as you need in those internships. Or if you're able to stay longer, definitely try doing that so you get a better idea and a longer period of time to know how the company is, how's the culture, and it kind of gets you out of that honeymoon stage of, of working for a company and then seeing how the nitty gritty works and seeing if this is the right fit for you. But on top of that, definitely get involved in the extracurricular activities. So any clubs that you're looking to be a part of that are in your interests, those are important as well. So by building all these different skills in your tool belt, that's what's going to help you narrow down what, what are the areas you could see yourself doing as far as a career goes and then balancing that out most importantly. So I, I really love it. One of the things that I really admire about you is how involved you were on campus. So let's, you know, now we know what, how the story ends, right? You got an amazing job offer. So let's start back and let's, let's kind of go through freshman year, sophomore year, junior and senior year, spending more time in the last two years of college, but kind of like walk us through the decisions that you made. So you're brand new, you're a student, you're joining one of the largest universities in the country. And what's your mindset like? Like what, what, what's going through your head as you're starting your freshman year? Uh, it's so much, it's always so much fun to, to reminisce on, on all the good memories that have especially happened over these past four years at UCF. And so to start out, I knew I, w so I knew I wanted to attend UCF since I was in middle school, about 10 or 11 years old, because I saw that UCF was, was filled with opportunity. They, it look, even back then in 2008, 2009, it, it was like a city within a city. So there's so much opportunity that a student could, could take advantage of and really learn from and be able to blossom throughout their time there. So when, so when I got accepted into UCF, it was a very exciting time. And freshman year, my focus was really in my academia. So making sure I was getting straight A's and, and then learning the hard way too that you know, not, not all semesters are going to be perfect. You have to try your best. So when I started getting maybe B's in a couple areas because they weren't my best subjects, I tried not to take it too hard because, because you know, sometimes it's tough to, uh, to remember that, well, when it comes to GPA and everything, you don't, don't, worry, don't worry too much about, about trying to keep it so high and then not focusing in other areas of, in terms of extracurriculars or work experience. So, so freshman year, I got involved, as far as extracurriculars, I got involved in the Student Government Association, learning about how to be involved in the College of Business, but from a student government standpoint. And I did that in high school, figured why not do it in college, ended up writing two bills for, for two business RSOs, and that was what I did freshman year. And then my sophomore year, that was when I joined the joined Delta Sigma Pi, the the professional business fraternity. So I went through the whole pledging process, started taking the, the primary core classes. But then the, the primary core classes, they were tough to keep up with even while pledging. 
And that's, and there's this rule in the College of Business where if you don't meet a certain GPA threshold for the technical majors, so if you want to do finance, marketing, management, there, et cetera, those are some classes that you have, well, you have to get a B or better in that respective class and get a 3.0 GPA in the primary core. And so I didn't make that threshold and I wanted to study finance originally. So I thought, okay, what now? Then I met Dr. Leo, who is one of the faculty members in the integrated business program. And he, he literally gave me an elevator pitch in the elevator up to the third floor BA1, telling me about the program. I said, you know what, I'll look into it. So then I decided to join the integrated business program where you're taught everything about business, but in a flipped classroom setting. So learning all the material prior to coming to class. And then, and then you're putting together a bunch of project deliverables and working in teams, you're learning skills that apply to the workplace. So join the, join that major and um, pledging for DSP was great and got involved a little bit in that and was able to learn time management and also learn how to give back in the different pillars like professionalism, brotherhood, and service. And then at the end of the sophomore year, I tried applying for the student ambassadors program to get involved in the leadership in the College of Business and got rejected. But it was a learning experience because I realized there was still wasn't enough under my tool belt yet to really show students how to be successful in the college and how to do well in terms of networking and job searching. Then, no, or even do not attend UCF. What does the college, like what does a student ambassador do? Like what are the roles? And after, you know, I'm, I think you're still there now, what, what were your biggest lessons or takeaways from deciding from being part of that group of students? So one of the, one of the biggest takeaways was the first, well, first thing was in the student ambassador program, the, the students you work with all the time, they're like family. So they, so they're really engaged and passionate about what they do to help all the students in the College of Business, which is very important because we're pretty much stewards for the Dean, so D Dean Jarley, and we are working hard to engage with the students to, to guide them in what, how, how can, how do you do well in the College of Business in terms of your GEB classes or what specific major you take where do you go for advising? What are some networking strategies that are ideal? And, and of course, your job search strategies. So pretty much reiterating what's been taught in GEB and then breaking it down for them to show them how important it is to take action and to be a doer to reach your goals. I love it. And so you did that. One of the things that you also decided to be part of was on the professional selling program. Walk me through the decision of you applying for this program. Why did you even think being part of that program was a good idea? So the reason I joined the professional selling program and decided to specialize my integrated business degree in sales was because as, as it's shown on Dr. Steiger, who's the director of the program, his email signature says every job is a sales job. And it's so true because every day you're either selling something or you're selling yourself on a professional level. And, and I realized that with sales, you, you're solving problems for customers and you're building relationships. 
and I knew that that those were values that that I wanted to hold myself to when going into a career. So when I was applying for the professional selling program, I had to do a YouTube video. I had to to fill out this long application and then go through three rounds of interviews. So so definitely weeds out a lot of students, and it's and that's it's no wonder why. 35 students a semester get in and stuff because they want to see how committed you are to wanting to learn all the different areas of sales and then how can you apply to anywhere you want to go really so in this case well with so throughout the throughout the interview process and of course the application I had no prior sales experience but I knew I wanted to learn really badly and as far as the, the video went, I put, I used a professional brand name that I came up with called the professional prototype. So pretty much being engineered by experience, field of creativity and being entrepreneurial in spirit. So pretty much it was a video about yourself and talk, talked a little bit about that and why sales. And then the whole interview process was pretty much unraveling who I am and why, why I want to be in the program so badly. And doing a role play, interviewing with Dr. Steiger, and being interviewed by, by other members of the program. And I was unsure that I was going to even get into the program, to be quite honest. But I, but I knew I wanted to try my best anyway and work hard to get in. And, and when I found out that I got in, it was, I was in an exchange event in, in the business building one morning and got the letter and was just freaking out internally. And oh my gosh, the, the professional selling program has been a life changer. So you've done three that I can, that I can go back and say three things that even if as student only did one of them would be able to really help themselves stand out. And I, and I would say that, you know, the student ambassador program, Delta Sigma Pi, the professional business fraternity and the professional selling program. And so the fact that you were able to start so early in your career, like, cause you were telling me you were taking business classes as a sophomore. So that means that you probably came in with some credits to the university. Yeah, I yeah, I only had a couple of uh, AP credits coming in and stuff, but everything else I I decided to make sure that I that I did the at least 30 credits each year, but also took classes in the summer so I could still finish in the 4 years. That that's amazing. And so if if you could go back and you if you if you if you can go back in time so freshman year, Brianna, some advice. What would be the three pieces of advice that you would want to tell yourself? Oh, that is a great question. Um, I, I, the first thing that I would have told my freshman year self, it would be to, you know, show, show more confidence and um, believe in myself a little more because there is a lot of times that, and this is, and I know that's like probably more of a, a personality thing and stuff, but it, there was a lot of times that I questioned my personal worth when it came to doing different, different things that I got involved with. And, and, once I once I went through all these different experiences that that helped a lot with the 
with gaining more of that confidence. So that, so, but if, but if I were to tell my freshman yourself to be more confident and believe in myself, that would have helped a lot. The second thing would be to pretty much be more open to, to being out at more social, social gatherings to gain that networking, that networking experience and also help gain the confidence. And then the third thing would be, oh my gosh, this is, <laughs> this is definitely very reflective, but, um, Hmm. What would the third thing be? It would be. Well, let's focus on the ones that you talked about then. Um, you, you talked about, you know, self-confidence very early on. I mean, as your first piece of advice, and even your second piece of advice has to do with getting warmed up in a sense where you, you start getting comfortable with yourself and now you're comfortable enough to start networking. Um, I definitely see, you know, from just talking to so many students, that students sometimes sell their sell themselves short and mm -hmm. feel like they should know everything and when they're getting into a networking event or when they're meeting with a professional or professor or they're interviewing for an, an internship they feel in their mind that they have to go into the internship knowing that they know their subject matter expert and but what i want to challenge you know your younger self or any student listening to is employers understand that you are a student right that is why you're going to college just to become knowledgeable about that sub subject so when they're giving you an internship or they're looking to network with you they are not meeting with meeting with you in that with the expectations that you are an expert at marketing accounting finance etc right they're mm -hmm. there than anything because they want to give back they want to help you and they want to be part of your journey as you gain those skills so as a student it's not so much as going in with thinking that they have to know everything but it's mm -hmm. going in with the confidence and the uh, and the the want to learn you know having that mindset of i don't know all the answers but i'm here to learn and i am here to, i'm coachable i have a positive attitude and i'm here to help as much as I can to provide value to you. And if you can change that mindset to, to that, I think you'll see how many more opportunities and doors open. And because of the second I want to dive into it with you is talking about how I've, I've seen you, you know, from the outside, being able to, you're more confident on yourself now. And I think a lot of it had to do with the professional selling program. Because I feel mm -hmm. like when you're in the professional selling program, employers are automatically talking to you and you feel that confidence of, well, if Dr. Steiger or the other committee members think I'm good enough to be in this program, then I am good. So it gives you a sense of um, confidence. But now that you've met some very great individuals, you know, through, I've seen you at a couple of networking events and I see you talking to, you know, very successful people. What advice do you have for students to be able to build long lasting relationships with this business professionals or just professionals like I know you have a great relationship with Dell and so on. Yeah, so so at the end of the day, everyone that you network with, especially very successful business professionals, we're all human. So make it always make it a conversation. You know, sometimes stop in for a moment and forget that 
they hold a certain title or maybe a level of success and stuff. Remember that they were at one point in your shoes. So definitely take the time when you're networking to hear their story, ask those questions. And of course, then be open to sharing your story as well. It's, it's all about, you know, remembering to remembering that the people you speak to are human and that, that we, that when we, whenever we, we treat people with a certain level of, oh, they, they are already successful and let me just try to talk with them because they're successful. It, it, then people can sometimes get that vibe. So it's just important that you just talk with them like they're regular people and have, have a conversation, get to know them on a deeper scale. And when you ask those questions to, you know, probe more into who they are as a person, that helps a lot with, with building those relationships because it's, it's just really important to, for both parties to be, to be vulnerable in telling people who they are. And, and when that's, when that, that's mutual, it, that's how you really start to build those relationships. I love it. How important do you think follow-up is? Follow-up is extremely important because it shows that, that you, that you did not forget how the conversation went and that it shows gratitude. People, people love to, to, to feel gratitude from others for, for the conversations that you had before, or maybe just a small act of random act of kindness. Those are, those little things go a long way, even though sometimes life gets the best of us at, at times. And we sometimes forget to then send the message the day after, or sometimes even the week after it's important to prioritize that follow-up because it, it takes a few seconds to, to send a message and let them know, Hey, it was really great meeting you yesterday or the other day. And would love to continue our conversation sometime. Absolutely. So we talked so much about the success and what you did, right? Is there anything you didn't do right? Oh, <laughs> that's, I think, I think one, the, some of the areas that maybe I, I didn't do right would be maybe, maybe not taking, taking more time to, to understand, understand who I am as a person and then tailoring that align, that alignment towards certain areas in terms of a career path. Because I think I spent a lot of time trying to get involved in a, in a lot of areas and, and then not stopping and thinking about, well, what do I want to, why do I want to do this? Like, what's my, what's my why behind what I do every day? It wasn't until probably the, my senior year that I started really honing in on that, which is why I, why I decided to join PSP and be a part of the ambassador program and, and you know, then of course the why behind integrated business, like that, that's probably the one thing that I didn't do for, for the past three and a half years was really find my why up until recently. I love it. I think that's so important. That's why when I talk about that, like the program is assess, acquire and achieve. I think mm -hmm. the first thing that you need to understand as a student is self-assessment. Like what's your why? Like where do you see your life five, 10 years? after graduation and then be able to try to look at how do I reverse engineer my life so that I can go gain those critical experiences that are gonna mm -hmm. 
successful? Like what are the right internships with student organizations that are all towards helping you build those skills? So I think the fact that um, you realize that now it's, it's important because I think students, it's, that is so crucial. I feel a lot of times, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, students are just, they put themselves in a path and they just continue on that path because they don't take the time to say, am I on the right path? And so maybe it, that's why so many people change their majors. Yeah, and you're absolutely right about that because even, even with a, a business, you know, a business has a mission and a vision statement and that's what helps guide them towards their goals. And it's the same thing with, with people. We have this intrinsic level of motivation that we are willing to achieve. But when we don't know what our powerful why statement is, it's very hard to, to guide yourself into where you want to go. You might be on the right path, absolutely. But sometimes in terms of explaining why you do what you do every day, that's, that's the hard part. And that's where the power of why comes in. I love it. So Brianna, we're almost, you know, towards the end of the time. Time is flying. It's already been over 30 minutes. I wanted to have two questions for you. Yeah. Where, what's next with you? Like, where do you see yourself five to 10 years from now? So five to 10 years from now, um, I definitely see myself growing through the company at Gartner. I see myself getting an MBA um, and hopefully even at, at some point of be able to pursue entrepreneurial endeavors because I'm definitely entrepreneurial at heart and love to, to be able to find new ways to serve my community and be innovative. So wherever the opportunity comes with that, if there's an idea that comes to mind that it'll definitely be something that I'll be shooting to the stars for. I love it. So I always want to end the episode with, um, first of all, telling you, thank you so much for coming into the the podcast, sharing your story, being open so that students can learn from your example. Because sometimes, you know, I can say something or even some um, HR manager or somebody that I bring in as a guest, but they are not, they're not in college now. And so the mm-hmm. students now might be facing something a little bit different. So I want to keep this podcast very relatable to the students that are listening to it. And this, so thank you so much for doing that. And the second, I want you to answer, we've been speaking for over 30 minutes now. And, you know, students listening to this podcast are probably listening to this while they work out, while they walk into class, mm-hmm. driving, whatever that might be. But if there's one thing that you want them to take away from your episode, what would you want that to be? So one of the things that is that would be really important for all the, all the students and professionals listening to this podcast and this episode, it would be that be yourself, knowing that that everything you're doing is leading you to the right path. Remember your, the power of your why. That's gonna help you understand your, who you are and why you do what you do every day and always, like, always, always, always do well by others. You know, serve your community always. It's, that's, that's gonna be something that will really help guide your vision and your why. I love it, I love it. Thank you so much again. Everybody listening to this podcast, I got, I appreciate you. I hope this.
If you're listening to me right now, you, my friend, have made it to the end of the podcast. I want to take some time to thank you and congratulate you for being different and taking control of your career, doing things like listening to this podcast, putting yourself out there and building the experience needed to land your dream job is what's going to set you apart and not be just another statistic. So great job. Keep it up. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. Talk to you soon.